pray. Our Father in heaven, we're so grateful tonight to take a minute to reflect on the significance of the birth of your son. Lord, your word claims that his birth changed everything for all of us here. There's not a single one of us in our room in this room that's unaffected and of whom this birth is of no consequence to us. This birth changes everything for each one of us. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we reflect now on why he came. Lord, I pray that the significance of that for each one of us would become clear and that each one of us would be willing and ready to receive what you have given. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, kids, I have a couple of questions for you, and I need you to answer them. So, yes, you're allowed to talk in church right now. What is this? A cactus. It is a cactus. It's a kind of cactus. What kind of thing is this thing that's shaped like a cactus? It's a piñata. This is a piñata. Looks like a cactus. I couldn't find one that just was, they don't have them like that they're just simple balls anymore. They're all made of different shapes. Now, kids, what do you do with a piñata? You, okay, you break it, you smash it. Why do you do so? What's inside a piñata? Why do you break it? To get the candy. Now, this piñata doesn't have any candy in it yet, and we're, we're not going to smash it tonight, so you don't need to come up to me afterwards and say, Mr. Parker, can I smash this? Because we're going to do it at one of our Awanas this, uh, this spring. So, no smashing of this piñata today, but I want to ask you, what allows you to get all the good things out of this piñata? When it gets what? When it gets broken. When it gets broken is when you get the good stuff out of a piñata. Now kids, I want you to listen as I talk tonight and as I give the message because Jesus, I'm going to explain how Jesus is just a little bit like this piñata. Because Jesus is full of blessing. He is full of good things. But we only get it if he gets broken. We only get the good things if he gets broken. So I want you to listen. And I want you especially to to listen for how you can get the good stuff. All the good things that Jesus brings. Okay, you ready to listen? Okay. And then in Awana, we'll break the piñata. What shall I fill it with? Candy. What kind of candy? We'll see. You can give me your opinion about that later. Folks, over the last few weeks, we've been considering how Christmas is for the broken. That was what we had on our little invitation cards 
Christmas is for the broken, the staggering love of Christ for sinners. We've seen in the scriptures how Jesus came from the broken. We've seen how Jesus came for the broken. And now tonight we're going to consider how Jesus came to be broken. He came into this world to die. How do we know this? Well, we know it because he told us himself. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, Jesus was explicit as to what his mission was. He said to his disciples, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Folks, Jesus was very clear about that mission. Another time he said this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order that I may take it back up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, And I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I received from my Father. And so we see that in this statement here even, that God the Father, who sent Jesus into the world, sent him into the world with a task. The task of laying down his life for his people. Jesus even knew how it would all go down. He told his disciples ahead of time, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. And is this not exactly, exactly what happened? See, friends, right from the get-go, right from the get-go, the plan was for Jesus to be broken. His very reason for coming was so that he might die. And specifically, specifically, that he might die a particular death, an atoning death, a terrible death on the cross that Schuyler and Andrew just read about. Now, you may be saying, Brad, this is a little heavy for Christmas Eve, don't you think? It is. Yes, it is. But I want to show you why it's also good news. Really, the fact that Jesus came to be broken is the only truly news that is available to you. Let's imagine a different scenario. What if the plan had been different? What if Jesus had come down to us, but not to die? What would have happened if Jesus had come down, but not to be broken? How would that have worked? How would that have worked for us? I want you to play this scenario out with me. The Father sends Jesus into the world, but his mission is not to die. So what happens? Jesus comes down. He enters Mary's womb. He's born as a baby in Bethlehem. Not much has changed yet. He's still God in the flesh. He's still perfect God and perfect man who's come down to live among us, but with a different mission. Let's think this through. In this scenario, he grows up in Mary and Joseph's house, and then when the time is right, he begins his public ministry. What does he do? He begins to preach. He begins to heal. 
And all this time, at every moment, he's showing us what God is like. Because he is God. And he's also modeling for us perfectly what we as humans ought to be like. Because he's the perfect man. And his life is beautiful. And it's compelling. Again, nothing has changed so far. But then he's also teaching. He is explaining to us and laying out for us what God's righteousness looks like. And he's commending God's righteousness to us. He's rebuking wickedness. He's rebuking oppression. He's calling on people to live lives of obedience to God. To love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love their neighbors as themselves. And then having modeled righteousness for us and preached righteousness to us, then he ascends back to heaven. No dying. Just good teaching and a good example. He's shown us what to do through his perfect life. He's told us what to do as he's preached God's word and now he's left us to do it. Friends, let me ask you, How does that go for us? Is that good news for us? Many today think so. Many today essentially believe that Jesus' mission was to tell us and show us how to live. How we ought to live. But friends, there's something wrong. There's something terribly wrong with that scenario. Because it doesn't actually fix your problem, and it doesn't actually fix my problem. Jesus coming as our teacher and as our good example would work if our problem was one simply of information. If our problem was ignorance, we're just ignorant about how we ought to live. But let me ask you, is the human race really ignorant about how we ought to live? Is our main problem as human beings that we don't know The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Are we really all that unaware of that? No. No, in fact, every religion, every world religion has some version of the golden rule. Either do unto others as you would have them unto do, or most of them are do not do unto others what you would have them not do unto you. Almost all the major world religions have that as part of their essential teaching. So that's not the difference. We don't not know. But say that was the problem. Say, say it was a problem of awareness. Then I'll tell you what, we're at a stage, aren't we, where most of the world has some access to the internet. So why don't we just arrange for a mass communication event, shall we? Listen up, world. God says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Heck, if one shot doesn't do it, we could arrange for that message to go out every week. Once a week. Everybody in the world gets that message. Remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Is that going to fix it? Will that solve humanity's problems? It will not. It will not. Because the human race's problem is not fundamentally that we don't know how we ought to live. It's that we can't live how we ought to live. And that problem, 
the Bible calls sin. Sin has broken us, and we are broken. And so if all Jesus came to do was to tell us what we, what we ought to do, that doesn't work. That doesn't get any job done. That leaves us just as hopeless, just as hell-deserving as we started out. See, Adam, the very first man, as we heard in the first reading, representing all of us, rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden. That was the first sin. And as we heard, God pronounced the punishment for sin. The punishment for sin is death. And ever since then, sin and brokenness and death have spread to every single one of Adam's children. Every single one of us. So every day, we go out into the world, and even though we know we ought to love God, we know we ought to love others, we have these dead hearts that just can't. They're not able to. They're not able to do it right, at least. They're not able to do it well. They don't work right, these hearts of ours. And these hearts that are dead to God, that are spewing out sin, death, deadness, misery, those, those will earn us death and eternal judgment if something doesn't change. Something's got to change. God, we need you to fix our brokenness. Send us someone who can fix it. Friends, this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus came. God sent him to fix our brokenness. But you know, you know, and I know, that our brokenness is too deep to be fixed just by showing us a good example. We need something stronger. We need a Savior. And that's why the angel says to the shepherds, I'm bringing you good news of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. That's what we need. Not an example. We need a Savior. But in order to save us, this wonderful, perfect baby boy, who would grow up to be a wonderful, perfect man, who was whole, not broken, who was full of life, not death, full of goodness, not wickedness, full of righteousness, not evil, full of everything that you and I aren't. Jesus had to be broken in our place. He had to take our brokenness upon ourselves and himself. He had to willingly take our sin and place it on his own sinless shoulders. He had to bear our sins in his body on the cross. And he hung there while his enemies mocked him. They said he saved others Let him save himself. Let him save himself. But he had to stay up there. He had to stay up there on the cross. He had to hang there with his body broken with our brokenness so that you and I could be saved. 
so that you and I could be saved. The baby in the manger has to go to the cross, has to take our punishment, has to bear our sin, has to die our death, which is exactly what he did. And he did accomplish his mission. He gave his life as a ransom for many. For many of us. He gave his life a ransom for many. And since he has been broken, we all can share in the fullness of his blessing. In a minute, we're going to sing Joy to the World, which has this line, He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. As far as as the curse of sin, the curse of death is flowing in this world, Jesus comes to make his blessings flow that far. You see, when, when a piñata is broken, it's just full of candy. Its goodness is gone in a minute. But when Jesus is broken... Jesus is full of all mercy and righteousness and forgiveness and newness of life. And when he is broken, as he was broken, his blessings will never, ever, ever stop flowing. He came that you and I might share in all of those good things through his death and his resurrection. So friends, I ask you, Tonight, are you sharing in the blessings that Jesus offers? Have you received the gift that God has given? He gave his own son to be your savior. The savior that you need. If you have not, if you've not received God's gift, it's not complicated but I can't truthfully say it's easy either. In order to receive Jesus, you must humble yourself. You must acknowledge your sin, acknowledge your brokenness, acknowledge your deadness, and your total inability to fix yourself. You also have to acknowledge that your sin is not some little matter. In fact, it's awful in God's sight and worthy of his judgment. That's the extent of your brokenness. And then you must turn and entrust yourself to this child who would go to the cross. You must entrust yourself to Jesus Christ. You must believe that his death is that you need for your sin and he is the solution for all your brokenness. And you must fall before him and worship him as your Savior and King, and you must begin to follow Him as your Lord. Not complicated, but not easy either. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and watch as His blessings begin to flow to even you, and they'll start to replace the deadness with His eternal life. He came to be broken. And that is available to you tonight. Will you consider that? No. Will you do it? Some of you have been considering it a long time. Will you do it? Will you embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as the Savior that you need? Will you receive him even tonight? He's calling you. He's calling you to do so. Let's pray.
Oh, Father, you who sent the Lord Jesus into this world to be broken, you who gave him that great mission which he willingly accomplished by letting himself go to the cross for our sake, oh, Father, we pray that you would let him be found by some tonight. We pray that we would worship Christ, the newborn King who went to the cross for sinners like us. Lord, may he be found by some tonight. And Lord, may we worship and adore and follow him. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.